Hi, I'm Tim Sackett, and you're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm not sure why you are, but hey, you do you. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Are you ready for some football? God damn right. Welcome to the Football is Back, abbreviated Labor Day episode of the Chad and Cheese podcast, HR's most concussed entertainment. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. On this week's show, is it time to start questioning video recruiting, firing employees via virtual reality headsets, and bots, 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 and did I mention bots? Beep, boop, bop, beep. And did I mention football is back? Stay tuned. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform, empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text. And so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text, at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Guess who we're going to see next week? That's right, Canvas. The whole Canvas That's team. That's right, Job Vite. Little Recruiter Nation Live. Recruiter Nation Live. We're going to corner Aman Brar and get his uh, fantasy picks. <laughs> I mean, get his take takeaways on the industry and, and where uh, Job Vite is going under his leadership. Sorry, man, I was... I was in like two drafts last night simultaneously, so I'm, I'm still a little bit uh, fantasied out. And it is so smart to wait this long to actually do your your draft picks because uh, those of you who actually drafted before uh, Luck uh, obviously retired or most of those others who actually tore ACLs and whatnot, that's, I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of the, the bitch, right? On the flip side, you know, Zeke signs the biggest contract in yep. running back history. Zeke! That happened yesterday. So if you were drafting, that was kind of nice to know that he'd actually be suiting up in week one. I have actually pared it down to just one. I usually do three or four, but this year I've Ooh. pared it down to one because I'm busy doing this podcast thing, you know? <laughs> Loser. <laughs> I'm in I'm in two. Uh, we'd actually discussed uh, a Chad and Cheese fantasy, which we'll have yeah. to revisit that next season, I guess. And believe it or not, believe it or not, the Browns have some hype and might actually be good uh, this year. So whatever. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, no, it would be good to see the Browns do well. For once in a very long time. I know, right? So back from Sweden, we're back from the robes, slippers, bikes, and swimming in cold water with your your ancestors. That was a blast. <laughs> that was a blast. So we had a we had a list of things we wanted to do. I don't think we realized we were going to be in sort of a resort area. Right. So we swam in the North Sea, which 
technically was Kattegat. Kattegat, yeah. Uh, which, if you watch Vikings, it was extra cool because it was that's the name of a town yeah. that they live in. in right Vikings. in that area, man. Robes everywhere, super rich. <laughs> um, people like vacation there. I mean, it was a whole. It was the whole European Scandinavian experience. Um, I was stupid enough to agree uh, to eat this Sudstrumming. horrid fish. Sudstrumming. Um, it's rotting fish, basically. <laughs> I assume with the cold winters, uh, they had to figure figure out a way to like you know preserve fish just long enough. That's that's not how you do it, by the way. Yeah. You smelled it, yes. Um, yes, underwater. Oh, it was it was, it was ridiculous. So what you have to do with this thing is it's it's in this tin that looks like it's from the Civil War, <laughs> and you open it under a bucket of water, so all the nasty. Yeah, and then you take. We actually got the whole fish. It wasn't the the fillet of fish. So I, I appreciate Elon and her team making sure that we had the actual full fish <laughs> to deal with. So then, so then you throw the fish in another bucket, and then you you pour water on that, and then you cut this fish up without throwing up if you yeah. can help it because you're still smelling oh, yeah. this horrible yeah. horrible stench. Then you cut up this fish that's sort of slimy and bony. And then you put it on a cracker with, you know, cheese and whatever Pickles else is on and, it. Yeah. And then you, then you eat it. And uh, as only two people yes. ate it, me and another woman from Madeline and most of the Swedes had never tried this stuff. So I feel like, uh, I, I get major points in the Scandinavian area for being an American coming there and doing that. But I will say that, uh, there wasn't enough Tums in my room <laughs> to, uh, extinguish the stank. It stank. Dude, it's stank. It was it was a level yeah, of stank that I have, and I've lived in third world countries, people. But we'll, we'll we'll spare you because we have a video that will be coming out with Joel in his white robe eating the the sewage streaming. Mm-hmm. That to me was uh, that was classic, and it was horrible all at the same time. But tell us about the '90s party because that that was a blast. The '90s <laughs> party. So if you've never been to Sweden or know any Swedes. They're some of the most polite, Quiet. sort of reserved yeah. people, which is very unlike Americans who love talking and talking over each other. So we we have this 90s dance party. I'm in basically clothes that I actually owned in the 90s, an Oasis t-shirt and a, and a grunge style flannel. Uh, you're in sort of a Beastie Boy yeah. uh, inspired outfit. And Julie looked like the Lost Spice Girl, <laughs> kind of, uh, your wife. So the beats start, right? Like this is some Euro electro dance party. It thing. was like Eastern block shit is what it was. It was like night at the Roxy, right? Like, and the Swedes lose their minds. Yes. I'm trying to figure out how to explain it, but it was sort of like sprockets. If you remember the old <laughs> SNL skit, it was like sprockets. Touch and it was monkey. like a mosh. It was like a mosh pit where no one touched each other. Touch my monkey. And it was like a it was like a kung fu fight where no one touched each other, <laughs> and it, it lasted until like five in the morning. We weren't up that long, right. but the party raged for like eight hours. And dude, I was looking for I was looking for great '90s music, right? And there was fuck, there was none of that. It was all Eastern Bloc techno shit the entire time <laughs> but they knew they knew every song oh, they knew every yep. song yep. um but yeah people lost their minds we got some video coming your way 
It was a great time. Major shout out to Sweden uh, and, the, and the folks at Tingai and TNG. Uh, I speak for both of us when I say we had a great time. We had an amazing time and a big thank to, I'm going to say his name wrong, but at least in English, it's Joachim. Um for actually videoing you dancing. Got a little bit of me and Julie dancing, but the the, the show yeah. was Joel Cheeseman dancing with a beer, not spilling a drop. By the way, my, my the Swedish pronunciation of my name is Yule. Yule got down at the 90s party for sure. Hey, no shame. No shame. And, and Monster, while I was in Sweden, they totally attacked my Twitter account with uh, Swedish monster ads, and they hit it so hard that I came back to the U.S. Uh, I, we landed on Monday. Like two days later, I was still getting Swedish monster ads. So yeah, shout out, to, shout out to, to you, monster, for uh, yeah, that's a, some shitty targeting right there. Is Sweden a huge market for them? Like I'm a little confused why. <laughs> That was the U.S. isn't go conquer Sweden monster. Good job. Yeah, big shout out to Jonathan Duarte who enjoyed uh, one of our latest podcasts. Yeah. It was uh, entitled AI versus RPA, where Max Armbruster joins us to talk about AI RPA and where his company Talk Push uh, is focusing today. And and last on the shout outs is that we, if you haven't heard the teaser for the Colt brand series, we are about to hit you in the head with a, with a podcast series that is one to rule them all. No, seriously, we're actually collaborating with uh, the guys over at in the gathering mm -hmm. uh, and also with smash fly to be able to bring you guys a new podcast series that is focused on cult brand we're building bridges chad that's what we're doing we're, we're construction workers building bridges to marketing and recruiting it's a beautiful we thing. all know why at this point we should do this shit now we have to have the how and we're bringing in some we're, we're bringing in some pretty big names to talk about the how Dude, I'm impressed with the names. People will be shocked yeah. to know the, the brands that we're bringing on the show. I'm excited. Events. We already talked about Recruiter Nation Live next week. Yep. San Francisco, if you're going to be out there the 9th through the 11th, uh, come by yep. and say hi. Have some anchor steam with us. Uh, that's one of the things I was really impressed about with Sweden was their beer. And the reason being, I was actually talking to a, a couple of guys in the bars, is they're mimicking us ipas and beer making because they know how well we do it and this is a shout out to rob prince to once again and everybody in england remember you guys came up with ipa <laughs> but you the us we're kicking your ass because we have so much better ipas out there uh ta tech let's talk about that real quick we got death match coming our third annual not annual but our third death match competition yeah we're talking job.com we're talking asses first. Yes. We're talking seek out and we're talking Pez. It's going to be a throw down. Yes. And we have two incredibly smart ladies who are going to be doing the hard part of the judging. Uh, Cindy Sanye from Tal Rue and Quincy Valencia from Alexander Man Solutions. Those guys are coming up big as the big sponsor to this. So we're really excited and really excited about the quote unquote trophies. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep that a secret until okay. we uh, okay. we actually unveil it. I'm pretty excited, but I don't, I don't want to ruin that for anybody else. Quickly following TA Tech and Austin, we've got HR Tech, the uh, Vegas. I don't know, 
the 800 the 800 pound gorilla of of HR conferences yep. in Vegas happening I'm I'm guessing October 1st through the 4th or something. Yep, yep, brought to you by Jobcase. That's right, Jobcase, the uh the LinkedIn for the other 70%. So that's for most of the country. Going to be in Vegas after that, going to unleash world on stage with a panel asking the hard questions in Paris. Uh, and, uh, and, and that one's brought to you by our friends at Smashfly. So Smashfly is taking us to Paris with them so we can have all the wine, cheese, and panel goodness that anybody can handle. I love me some cheese. Uh, ISIM's <laughs> coming up as well, uh, their analyst meeting for the year. Uh, yep. We're still contemplating yoga. Yes. At this point, is one of the activities. Um, I figure if I can eat rotting fish, yoga should be pretty easy. I think you can do it, and I think you definitely have to do the uh, the the leg warmers, the headband, the the wristbands, those types of things. I think that is perfect for for you. Yeah, I know that James Ellis, our buddy, is a, a big wish shopper. If he could pick me out some leg warmers, <laughs> maybe a headband, and wristbands and maybe something glittery that would be great james yeah i don't i don't think i don't think james ellis is your personal shopper but okay (laughs) he's got style that i simply don't have so i need some (laughs) help in this area i'll also mention for job case a little shout out they had a big uh deal with the state of west virginia oh in the news recently so uh shout out for them for that big win in the big wv yeah, and we should definitely get Fred on to talk about that because that I think is very big for platforms and marketplaces to be able to to partner with state workforce. So that's I think a big one for them. Well, we love Fred, and Fred loves us, so I think we could probably make that happen. Boom. Let's get to the news, shall we? Yep. Biggest news in uh, a shortened week here in the U.S. Thank you, Labor Day. Um, the biggest news came out of Higher View. Uh, we had talked about some rumors a few shows ago about uh, some private equity coming in, buying up some of the shares of the company. Uh, Higherview obviously uh, refuted those rumors. Of course, they were true. Uh, this week, private equity came in. Uh, numbers were not disclosed. We know Higherview has been invested to the tune of 90 plus million dollars over the last 15 years. I have nothing ad news-wise uh, on that, but I... Is it time to question the validity of video recruiting? Well, before we get to that, I think higher view, we've talked about facial recognition. We've talked about all those kind of like unicorns and rainbow shit, Mm -hmm. Um, but they do some pretty cool fucking stuff. I mean, they do assessments. Um, through coding challenges and games, plus, you know, they they have a, an interview scheduling module. I mean, they are really an efficiencies platform. The big question is for me, I think they're, th- this, to, this to me is more of a warning sign than anything else, because if higher view was really worth it and they could be a strategic play for a much larger system, thinking about applicant tracking systems and even bigger than that, yep. they would have been bought by now, right? Uh, yeah, you know, 15 some years they've been around, uh, they are, they are the gold standard, I guess, in terms of video recruiting, uh, uh, and interviewing. Yeah. And they're still chugging, right? They've got $90 million and we've talked about this many times. When you get that kind of money, people want a liquidation event. They want an IPO. They want to sell the company for 10 X. And that hasn't happened. Uh, so I just, I have to, I have to wonder, is video really that beneficial in terms of interviewing, right? No one else is doing it. They have little competition. The only video stuff we see is like branding videos 
you know, out of video, my job and, uh, and our, our friends in uh, Chicago, there, uh, skill scout and others, which, which is beneficial, but you throw it up on YouTube and you throw it up on your site and people are kind of done with it. So I just, I just don't know what the value of video is. We've talked about it being this huge thing for a long time. We talk about uh, the internet being overrun with video, mm-hmm. Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, like it's all about video, but it's just not happening in recruiting. And, and maybe it's time soon, unless some app comes around that I, I don't see to maybe bury the, the whole technology or just commoditize it and, um, you know, move on with other stuff. I think I think companies like Vervo, right? Um, those guys have video interviewing in their platform, but it's not centered around that. Uh, so they give you mm-hmm. so many options to, to to obviously interview in in so many different ways. So I think you know HireView went big right out of the gate as an in, a video interviewing platform. Now they've turned into something entirely different, although still centered around video. They're they're doing all these gamification types of things. Um, and there's a lot of money, like you said, trying to get 10 X out of 93, not to mention this new investment that that's put in, that's the warning signal for me. If they haven't been bought yet and they are demonstrating efficiencies, there's no question. Okay. (laughs) They are the gold standard when it comes to certain aspects of the interviewing and and being able to make uh, the process uh, more efficient, but still the big question, why the fuck are they still not a part of a larger system or as they see themselves. And this is actually a quote um, from HireView. HireView's market leading SaaS platform and suite of recruitment solutions assist global enterprises in finding, engaging and hiring the best talent. Now, that doesn't sound like just an interviewing system. So maybe they are trying to become their their own version of an applicant tracking system. Yeah, I just I just think the the fires going out on video interviewing and video in general. I mean, I remember when it was huge. I remember when people, I remember when companies would, would actually mail little webcam, <laughs> you know, cameras to people yes. when they weren't on yes. every device. And the little camera would have your logo on it and you'd connect it to the yep. people you were interviewing. I think the coals are burning and the fire may be going out on videos. And I think the whole, Branding stuff will remain sort of a fringe little work-life balance business where people who like video go to companies and companies pay for that. And that's fun, but that's not a billion dollar business. And it's more and more looking like HireView is not a billion plus dollar business. Either. Yeah, I, I think as companies start to try to, to focus on that that brand and they can start having dialogue around how brand is actually impacting the bottom line, then I think there's a huge opportunity for those types of organizations, not just to dip into employment branding dollars, which isn't a a huge pool, by the way, compared to the overall marketing dollars, right? As soon as they can start bridging that, I think there is a humongous opportunity, but it's not just in dipping into the pool of HR dollars. I mean, you know, I think the platforms of, we talked about Snapchat, Instagram, I mean, clearly like people like video, they like watching it, you know, 5G is going to make it really easy to stream everything. I think that, you know, your smart TV, Roku, Apple TV, et cetera, will have apps you know, to watch job postings online on video and maybe like, I agree that it's a thing. I just think, you know, companies really aren't that into it. And I don't think job seekers are all that into it. I think a lot of it, again, has to do with application 
how they're using it and not just doing video much like we talked about before companies saying i need a chatbot i need a chatbot i have no fucking clue why i need one but everybody's talking about them same thing with video oh that looks all cool and i need we now we now we need video we need video it's like okay let's focus on the application the actual user experience and see where that fits in all of that makes a lot of sense. And then once again, I'm going to beat it like a dead horse. It's being able to bridge beyond HR and being able to, to bring in marketing in the big brand mm-hmm. to be able to help them understand how it actually impacts all these millions of people that come to your website. They're looking for jobs every year. How can you effectively impact those individuals? That's not coming out of the HR pool of cash, um, which is not huge, by yeah. the way, yeah. compared to marketing and, and big brand. Yeah, well, I'm not I'm not ready to to dig the grave yet, but I've I've definitely opened up the coffin at this point. <laughs> See, it sounds like you're also picking out the clothes that they're going to wear as well. That's it, man. Game over, man. <laughs> Game over. It wouldn't be a show without Google. Uh, yes. this week. Uh, they're, they're in the news again. What's going on with them? Right out of the gate, dude. This is the funniest fucking thing in the world. So um, Workable and Recruitbox are on the Hire by Google attack right now. And this is fucking <sighs> hilarious. So in a Facebook group and somebody actually posts screenshots of ads being run on Google, one of them by Workable. Mm-hmm. And here's what the ad says. Uh, G Hire hired by Google, is shutting down. Hire on with Workable. And then it obviously it's an ad. Google hires dying or hired by Google's dying. Uh-huh. Come see us. Then recruiter box. Google hire is going away. We are their number one competitor. So, I mean, the, the body is not even cold yet, right? <laughs> and Workable and Recruiter Box, and I can't imagine all the other all the other organizations that are out there that are looking to dive into this fresh carcass. Uh, so I thought that was that was incredibly uh, funny and and smart at the same time. I mean, it's a cutthroat market, no question. Yeah. But uh, from what I understand, some of the sources that 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 uh, I've heard from, they've had uh, well thousands of companies using yeah. this product. So now it's t- it's time to jump in. The buzzards are flocking and the sharks smell blood and uh, hats off to the marketing departments of those companies because they're being creative. They're thinking outside the box and God love you. You're using their own platform to talk trash. Gotta love that. (laughs) Using Google to attack Google. That's awesome. Yeah. And and unfortunately, Google has bigger problems than uh, Workable's marketing budget for pay-per-click. Yes, they do. Uh, In the news this week, uh, to the tune of 200 some million dollars in the EU, Google had to pay up for eh, targeting children, retargeting children, uh, collecting data on children users. Not a good thing. They're writing a big check again. Yes, that's what we from from our standpoint. And again, there there are definitely more theories about why Hire by Google is sunsetting next year. Um, Recruitix had a, a blog out this week. The top three things that they believe and and for me it was number three. It was antitrust, yep. and did have people on Facebook this this week say, you know, well, yeah, that was a factor. Yeah, no, it was a factor. It was the biggest fucking factor that's out there. This antitrust thing is obviously big. And if you go to Google for jobs in Europe, 
you'll mm-hmm. notice that the UI is a tad different than in what how, how it looks here in the US. They have some of the competing favicons on the top of the actual search itself yeah. so that you can go to Stepstone or Monster or whatever. And this is more just to be able to defend themselves against some of these antitrust allegations. So chopping off the hire by Google limb mm-hmm. to save the body. And in this case, it was more of a pinky yeah. um, to save the body was something that needed to happen. Yeah. The, the screenshot you shared and you should throw that up on uh, Chad cheese uh, as a blog post somewhere or show, yep. throw it up on uh, the socials. It was clear cut, like dude, top, like above the fold. Uh-huh. You can also look for jobs here. <laughs> like, yeah, to me, that was a clear indication that Google is really concerned about antitrust. And once again, Google is in the search business. They are focused keenly, I believe, on defending their position on Google for jobs to be able to monetize that down the road. Mm -hmm. And if they had to cut off the pinky toe of hire by Google to be able to do that, then so what? That, that That's not going to bother them. So I think from all of the theories that are out there and go figure, yeah, from a business standpoint, there's not a lot of money in HR versus the rest of the world and so on and so forth. Totally get that. But from my standpoint, that is minuscule compared to this antitrust issue that they have that could prospectively impact their biggest line of fucking revenue. Yeah, yeah. The employment stuff was a fly on the uh, search business's elephant's ass, and they decided to kill it, and life will go on for everybody. Easy enough. Uh, Let's hear a word from Sovereign and talk about robots. Jeez, we never talked about that. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. I hope in Austin we can we can possibly go to dinner. That'd be great. Yeah, we, we need to reach out to the folks at Sovereign who are located in Austin. Uh, we don't talk about investment too much, but this one I love because you had a great line. Uh, job lift. Mm-hmm. Uh, got 17 million in funding. Um, they're basically indeed. Uh, in fact, their homepage says all the jobs, one search, which used to be indeed's line back in the day. So I thought that was amusing. Yeah. And your line equally amusing was. Hey, somebody's got to do it because indeed's not doing it anymore. <laughs> indeed's getting out of the game. So someone might as well do fucking vertical job search. Again. Yeah, because I mean, th- th- this is pretty important for any job search or any job search kind of site that's out there. You know, indeed is turning into an old timey job board with their new pain view model. Uh, the amount of candidates that are delivered is cut in half and the pricing Uh, per this new UX has actually doubled. So Mm -hmm. remember the day when you would go to a job board, you would click on the job, you would view the job on the job board, and then you would apply. You could click on the apply, and then it would take you off to the corporate career site. Well, that's what Indeed is today. It, it, It used to be that they were a job search engine, much like the search engine of Google. You click on it, and then you're blasted off to the job on the corporate career site. Um, and that's how they built their pay-per-click model. Hey, we're going to send candidates to you on your site, period. Mm-hmm. Now it's, well, your site sucks, so we're going to keep them on our 
UX on our site. And really what that's done is it's closed the loop. It's taken them from job search engine to back to job board. They're a fucking job board. So this is a great opportunity for organizations who are looking to make a change to prospectively become a job search engine. Yeah, there clearly is a little bit of a window here to say, look, Indeed is not focused. They're getting into job fair events. They're getting into staffing. They're getting into like taking pictures with your phone for help wanted ads. Like they're getting into all this weird shit. Like how about if we just focus on being a really good job search engine um, and doing that? So, and if Google for jobs, a la hire by Google decides to get the hell out of the business, then hello, it's it's game on again in terms of search and whatever else. And with more opportunities to market with video and social media and everything else, you know, there's there's a little bit of an opening. So Joblift, uh, use that 17 mil well, and uh, it could work out for you. Yeah, and I, I think any job site that's out there look looking at the perspective vulnerabilities of Indeed. And again, they're a strong organization. Don't get me wrong, but still... They're a big organization who has has to actually defend many different flanks, which is why they're doing all of this. Back in the day when they were the startup, they had incredibly, you know, incredible laser focus. They can't do that anymore. So this is no. your opportunity to be the new indeed. The Titanic takes a long time to make that turn yep. versus the speedboat. Yep. Unless you have bots. Bots. Uh, bots continue to be in the news. I didn't, you know, I've never really thought about shipping. Yes. Uh, like on actual water, but this is a huge, huge industry. Yes. And there's a story this week about, uh, basically ro- robotic ships. Yeah. So you have robots steer the ship, which probably isn't too tough. I'm sure pirates will love this idea by the way, but you have robots just basically take the ship from one port to another and you're eliminating the job of of the captain and whoever you know wherever whatever whoever else has to like be part of the ship and I'm not a mariner by any means but to me this sounds like a potential real loss of jobs uh, for a lot of communities that make their living off of shipping shit on the waterways of the world yeah well these these robot freighters there you go uh, they're trucks on these water gas freighters yeah they will and that's one of the things they don't have to worry about right we we're worried about the autonomous vehicles um, because of mm-hmm. all the people on the road and so on and so forth. It's a little bit different on the seas. And if you arm them with Terminators, you don't have to worry about the, the, the fucking uh, the pirates, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you've got it taken care of. And, and, and yeah, it makes it so much easier to be able to get goods from, from point A to point B without stupid human friction. What about college kids getting food? Yes, yeah, so there's a company called Starship Technologies, great name, uh-huh. basically going to deploy these cooler sized, like a beer cooler, yeah, uh, self-driving robots to 100 U.S. college campuses. Uh, and their goal to do this is by 2022. Um, some of the ones on the list are close to our heart. Uh, Purdue University here in Indiana uh, is going to be targeted for this. So basically, if you've seen the little uh, Domino's Pizza, little cooler sized robot uh, wheeled things, you know, on the sidewalk, this is what this company is going to do. Uh, now, I think as cool as this is, um, I got to think the ultimate goal is to deliver pot to these kids <laughs> at three in the morning or pizza at four in the morning after they've been smoking the pot that was in the cooler 
uh, at two in the morning. And I also think the the number of videos that are going to come out of people beating the hell out of these robots is going to be unprecedented. The golf clubs, the bats, the wiffle ball bats. It's going to happen. And that's why this is a fucking bad idea. (laughs) Dude, robotic pot delivery. That's a great idea. No, then you have drunk kids who are going to try to break into these fucking things. (laughs) Oh, that's true, too. They'll be on the lookout for for coolers running down and then yeah. like trying to open them up and beat them down with like, oh, there's seats in there. Who knows what's in there? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Tingai, our friends in Sweden and our creepy robot uh, bust, got a really good review, apparently, uh, in Sweden, the uh, Stockholm's number one newspaper. Uh, the, uh, the reviewer, who is typically not really nice to technologies was very complimentary to Tingai. Now, I don't speak Swedish, but what I garnered from the translation was that it doesn't have a bad day. It doesn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed. It doesn't argue with its spouse before coming to work. It doesn't deal with, you know, kids that are being little shits in the morning. Like you're taking out all of these, not just biases, but human nature, behavior, I've had a bad day, I'm in a bad mood, I'm out to get somebody, like all of that is taken away from an interview process with a robot. And I think that those are really good points right. that this uh, reviewer talked about, um, regardless of whether Tingai becomes the next you know, huge company or not. I think a lot of the things that it addresses are really valid. In-person interviews are always going to be a thing of uh, our our industry. We're always going to have that happen. People are going to have to come in. And I know in doing interviews, who knows how many goddamn interviews, in building teams over my lifetime, I fucking hate interviews, man. Yeah. So, I mean, as a hiring manager or as a, you know, a recruiter or to be able to, to, to make the process so much more efficient so much more unbiased if you did have a bad day or you didn't get your pumpkin spice latte the way you like it who the fuck knows right yeah you're not gonna have to worry about that with 10 guys so there are plenty there are plenty of good reasons why this should work the big question is adoption how many people go into a walmart how many people go into a target how many people go into an applebee's and say hey i'd like to fill fill out an application every business like that should have some sort of automated interview system whether it be ting guy or whatever where they can say oh great if you got 15 minutes step in this room or step over here whatever and we'll do a quick interview with you with our automated system and it saves that person from doing those multitude of interviews and actually gives them time to do stuff that they actually want to do, which is serve customers and, and make money and whatever. So I'm in a bad mood today. <laughs> Again. You know, that, that goes yeah. by the wayside and we're actually, you know, critiquing people and judging them based on their skills and not how you feel or what they look like. And that's probably a good thing. I think there's some great applications for some great companies who, who need it and would rather not fucking interview people. Yeah. Yeah, and we're, I think we'll see it in government first, and then we'll see some retailers and bigger companies that do a lot of interviewing start getting on the robotic train, and it'll take off from there or it won't, but it'll be a hell of a lot of fun talking about here on the podcast. Sponsored by Job at X, and we'll be right back with men telling women what to do and firing employees through virtual reality. Big fun. Stay tuned, kids. Face it. We live in a world that is all about content, content, content. So why do we expect job seekers to react differently while reading paragraphs and bullets in templated job descriptions? Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. 
Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job Addex seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop-off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job Adx. So, this next one falls right into our what the fuck diversity category. The Christian, <laughs> the Christian woman, women, sorry, the Christian Christian women fall lecture series, uh, where old yeah. white men lecture on subjects like. <laughs> Here, here are the subjects. You've got to, you've got to hear these yep, subjects. Yep. Okay, so these are old white men talking about subject number one. One, one African American guy. Yeah. Well, I said they're old. They're old men. Did I say white men? Sorry. Well, then you said white sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. So old, old men. Old men. Some diversity. Yes, yeah. a little diversity. Yeah. Uh, number one, as a faithful wife. That's the subject. Number two, as a loving mother. Number three, as a Bible class teacher. Number four. Mm -hmm her response to the feminist movement number five her role in the church so again let's step back here for a moment and think mm -hmm. of a bunch of old dudes telling women how to be a faithful wife a loving mother a bible class teacher how she should respond to the feminist movement and what her role is in the church if i had any of these discussions with my wife she would smack me across the fucking face and i would deserve it that's it man game over man it's game over yeah. this is fucking crazy yeah someone shared that with you and i thought it was a joke i thought it was like someone put it together yeah, no. and like yeah, they were punking us but it turns out, yes, there's a, a lecture series of men telling women how to be good women in the church. So I got nothing. I, I got nothing other than that is part of our what the fuck diversity category on this podcast. <laughs> I don't have a soundbite. <sighs> uh, maybe we need to find one. Um, all right. Lastly, on the show, we'll get out of here with this. Your favorite. VR is the future. Yes. Let's let's just let's just bow down to the VR gods. <laughs> Uh, sorry out uh, last week, virtual reality is being used by companies to teach managers, companies, HR folks to fire people. And I think this is brilliant, right? So you put your VR headset on, <laughs> you have, you know, uh, uh, animated Charlie come in the office, you tell him, hey, Charlie, we're moving in a new direction. Thanks for your time. And uh, virtual Charlie starts crying, uh, gets violent, gets yep. angry. Uh, begs you for his job, and this helps you helps train people to deal with crazy Charlie who comes in and does all these crazy things to try to keep his job, or maybe bash your head in, or lay flames to the business. Like this is great training, and this is a great use of VR to help people better fire folks 
as well as some other things. That this yeah, help. yeah, yeah. So I can think of one guy who I'm not going to name who uh, had to fire a lot of people because he was probably one of the worst managers I'd I'd, I'd ever worked beside. And uh, he actually carried he had an aluminum bat in his office because of all the people who wanted to wanted to fight his dumb ass because of the way that he actually he treated people right so so this is and again that's real life this is kind of like a, a vr segment to be able to try to help with empathy but it's also trying to numb down some of the responses where you want to have some very inappropriate conversations with these individuals, right? But I think outside of firing people, this has mm -hmm. a great application. So Farmers Insurance uh, needed a new way to train claims adjusters for home inspections. Mm -hmm. So um, Tailspin, the startup who designed this, they designed a virtual house complete with cluttered closets, leaky sinks, um, and the trainees could scour for evidence of water damage um, and whatever. And the simulation changed slightly each time. So this allowed new hires to rack up months worth of experience in just a few days. Another module had trainees practicing on intervening when a coworker on a virtual hiring panel starts showing bias against certain job candidates. So, I mean, th there are different applications that you can start to think of when you're talking about training that just me makes a hell of a lot of sense. And we did this when I was in the army for actual trainees. Uh, we had all this yeah. expensive gear, the VR headsets, all that stuff, and it and it was good. Now we we did live training too, obviously, but it's just another way uh -huh. to uh, focus on getting more out of your time with your people. Now I think this is a grand opportunity for the Grand Theft Auto video game <laughs> folks to create Grand Theft Auto HR edition, Ooh. where you're an employee. And you get you just keep getting fired, and then you have different ways to kill or beat up the <laughs> HR folks. Uh, I think that's some some violent video game uh, gold. Uh, so the, the makers of that game, or Fortnite, or uh, you know Call of Duty, whatever, should be thinking about an HR angle. In some yeah, you're games. sitting in front of your manager's desk, and you notice that he has an aluminum ball bat sitting behind him, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or it could go the other right. way. Grand Theft Auto uh, HR professional, yeah. and they beat up employees. Yeah, I don't know. Geez. There's the 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 opportunities are endless. The fun will never stop. But this podcast is going to stop. Thank right God, now. and we out because we out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The Chad. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chadcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out!
The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.